Hello everybody, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to the Ninja Starship. What's up my ninjas and welcome to episode 48 of the Ninja Starship. I am your host Jimmy McKnight and I am not broadcasting live from Royal Oak, Michigan from the Podcast Detroit Studios 2.0. I am actually in my hotel room in Las Vegas right now and this has been one of the hardest technically episodes to ever record and before we even get started, I have to say a huge thank you to this show's guest, Mr. Jay Clark from An Elegant Weapon, for being an excellent podcaster and recording this episode on his end, because my Skype recorder completely failed, and that sucked, and I thought all was lost, and Jay says, actually, I recorded it. Boom. So, Jay, thank you so much. You saved this episode. Let's talk about our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by SourcePoint Press. SourcePoint Press publishes books, comic books, and graphic novels, working with both industry legends and new talents on the rise. They strive to bring you the best storytelling in horror, sci-fi, pulp, true crime, the occult, and supernatural. You can check out what they have available on their web store at www.sourcepointpress.com, and you can get 20% off. You ready for this? With offer code NinjaStarPod, all one word, NinjaStarPod, gets you 20% off anything you order from SourcePointPress.com. You cannot go wrong. I highly recommend picking up Nora by Casey Pierce or The Rot by David C. Hayes. Both of those are illustrated by Sean Seal. Amazing books. This episode is also sponsored by TMNT Box. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to get two to four items. Two to four officially licensed TMNT items sent to your house and a monthly subscription for $10 a month. And check this out. You'll get 10% off with offer code NinjaStarPod. So that's less than $10 a month. You're going to get two to four items in your box <laughs> Two four items in a box sent to your house every month. You can't beat this. This is an awesome deal. Go to TMNT Box if you're a huge fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Check them out. They're awesome. This episode. <laughs> my God. This has been one of the craziest times. Like I have been here and I've been working 12 to 14 hour days getting these things done for this licensing uh, expo that's in town at Mandalay Bay where like all these big promoters get together and go for licensing and I'll, you'll hear about that in the episode. I'm not going to bore you with it right now. Anyways, yeah, I'm in Las Vegas. This has been one hell of a trip. It's uh, I had Sunday off, which was fun, but shit. Working these hours, this heat, it's been like 110 every day. And uh, working in a, a shop with, you know, no air conditioning, <laughs> building these huge displays, uh, it's been it's been crazy. Anyway, thank you for listening. When you get a chance, check out our website, www.ninjastarpod.com. From there, you can check out all our social media links, find out what we're doing, events that we're going to. And you can also email the show, ninjastarpod at gmail.com, ninjastarpod, all one word, at gmail.com. I just hit my hand on the table. I'm done talking. Enjoy the show. 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 
What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from George Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Men. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Men. You are listening... And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. Our favorite podcast. It has begun! Oh, yeah! Awesome! You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. Hey man, I've got a UFO! I really was, man! Hey, your cousin and I, man, he had a bag full of dope, man. We met all these chicks, went to a massage park, and we went on a spaceship. We're in a weed field, man. We got sucked up by a spaceship, man. It's so full of blood and tits, like... What more could you want from a low-budget horror movie? It rules. Well, it eliminates all the other things you don't want, like story. <laughs> so... Oh, I hate to break it to you, losers, but Han Solo's a bitch. That are alive, you are coming with me. I mean, they call me the Gen jackpot for a reason. Right. Not just because of the athleticism, the big muscles, the cool hair, the good looks. <laughs> I'm also a really, really smart guy. <laughs> so, you know, always have a plan. The total package right here. It's your boy, Kel Mitchell, and you're listening to... To the Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight. Come on, get on the Starship. It's going down. Yo, McKnight, let's get it. Yeah. You no, seriously, I do not have a 10-inch penis. No, I do not. Seriously. You were discussing Hulk Hogan's penis. All right. I am the cream here. The cream of the crop. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is episode 48 of the Ninja Starship Podcast. This episode is going to be kind of a bunch of clips from things that I've done since I'm here. I've done some interviews over Skype from the hotel room. I also did some Gorilla Star potting at the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, so you're going to hear interviews with that. Uh, my main guest for this show is my favorite Canadian cohort, Mr. J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, host of an Elegant Weapon podcast and network brother on Podcast Detroit, the Points of Interest Podcast Network, Tangent Bound Network. Make sure you check out An Elegant Weapon. It is an awesome show. Jay is a great guy, so I really hope you enjoy hearing him being prettier sounding than me this time because uh, I lost this episode. I lost this episode. This was the episode that would just would have been completely gone into the ether and no one would have ever heard it. But thank you, Jay, again for saving this. Uh, but my first guest is a Skype interview that I did with Dave Mosser. Dave Mosser is one of the pioneers in independent clothing industry. You're going to hear us talk about what he has upcoming and we even talk about the order a little bit. And uh, we have been talking a lot about the order lately on this show. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Mosser. Indie Popcon is a fun con. There's a lot going on. It's mostly... Uh... YouTubers and video game things, so 
if that's what you're into, it's real fun. But they also had other celebrities from different genres in there, so there's really a little bit for everybody. It's kind of more of a media-based uh, con? Yeah, yeah, there was a lot. Like the uh, the guy, the voice from the Honest trailers was on there, so I thought that was really cool, putting a <laughs> face cool. with that voice <laughs> that we always hear. So, I love yeah, the a, lot of, a lot of media. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the show, dude. I absolutely fell in love with the stuff that you're doing. Uh, tell, tell me, like, what, what kind of gave you the, 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 the start to make your the, own uh, products with, with Power Rangers? I mean, I mean, you the, had to be a fan the, from when you were a kid, right? Right. I was always a fan of Power Rangers. But actually, the, the start came, uh, I had to wear polo shirts or business casual to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always wanted... Uh, to show some like uh, personality or whatever with my polo shirt. So I started doing it on my own, like the little Power Ranger logo, like you might see the little helmet logo you might see at the conventions or whatever. But I would also do like Spider-Man, Batman, certain little heroes, stuff that I liked. And I never expected it to, to turn into anything, but it caught some uh, attention of a couple Power Ranger fans. And they asked me if I could do some shirts for them. And then I, had one request for patches for like embroidered patches, which I had never done that before, but I figured why not? I can probably do it. So started with the patches, the patches and polo shirts is what started the whole thing. That's really cool, man. Because, uh, there, I had a, I had a, a short job where I had to wear polo shirts and if I could have had the power ranger shirts, that would have been amazing. So it's really cool. that right. you were kind of like, you know what? I love Power Rangers. I love Spider-Man. I love that kind of thing. I'm going to make my own deal. You know, if I'm going to, ha- exactly. if I have to wear this, it's going to be my own. So you, you really kind of made it your own and then kaboom, it just took off. Exactly. The policy said business casual, but it didn't say there couldn't be a little logo on there. So I took <laughs> advantage of it. So how, how have, uh, how have things grown? I, I saw you recently made a post uh, saying you were all done with your normal day job and what you're doing now is taken off to the point where you can do that full time. Actually, no. You you misread. I uh, oh, I changed I totally, careers a little I'm bit. Sorry. <laughs> You're all right. So yeah, I've I've uh, I've switched careers around. I accepted a position with a company that uh, I couldn't turn down. So they have me here in Indianapolis for six weeks for training. So it was actually actually worked out that Indie PopCon was here. Oh, perfect. So I had I got the I wasn't vending at the PopCon. I got to help out my buddy Steve Cardenas all weekend. So we had a great time there. But uh. But yeah, I switch careers around. I do have a full-time career, and I do do my stuff on the side, which it's just a little side hobby of mine. But I have fun with it. Yeah, dude. I, I, everybody in my circles all knows about it. You know, everybody, right? Um, especially uh, Aaron. As soon as Aaron Coney, as soon as he got those uh, those con- White Tiger Converse, man, he was all about it, man. Yeah, man. I hang, I hung out with uh, Aaron last weekend in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, he's a great dude, man. Yes. So, uh, what, what what's the? Do you have any new designs coming, or what? What are your most popular designs? I mean, for my so, listeners out I mean, there, what can people really get into? So the the converse obviously is what took off the most and is the most popular thing that I do. And I'm always doing. I do everything by commission, by request. So I do it when people ask for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Mighty Morphin stuff's always the most popular. It's always going through that. I mean, it's it's what takes people back to the '90s to their childhood. It's that nostalgia for it so i'll never stop making those but i always like it when people request something like out of the ordinary so last week i had a well while i was vending at harrisburg i had somebody request and order a custom pair of hello kitty and i'm not into hello kitty but it, it was neat to to get to do something a little a little different also had somebody get like a supernatural pair or something like that so i'm 
I'm happy to broaden and kind of diversify my product too, because most of it's Power Rangers, because that's what my fan base is. I do some work for the Power Ranger actors, so mm -hmm. I'll always stay there and keep there with the bulk of my stuff, but I like diversifying it, and my goal is by, by the Lexington Comic Con next year, I'll have a whole lot more of Star Wars and Star Trek and other items that I've had requested over and over and over again, so I'm trying to diversify. I'm a huge uh, Mighty Morphin fan myself, but I think I might have to put in a request for some Voltron stuff from you. There we go. Have you? Uh, did you get a chance to check that out on Netflix at all? What's that? Did you get a chance to check out the new Voltron series on Netflix at no, all? No, I have. I haven't seen the new one. I'm I'm down with the old one, but uh, I haven't seen the new stuff yet. Oh man, you're gonna love it. I I don't want to spoil anything for you. You're just you're gonna love it. <laughs> it's it's well, really I'm good. Stuck, I'm stuck in a hotel for the most part of another four weeks, so uh, I got plenty of time to catch up on stuff on Netflix. Perfect. Perfect. Um, let me ask you this, uh, kind of getting back into the Power Ranger thing, since you're a fan, um, wh what have you, uh, what do you think about the order? The order, I can't wait for that. It looks great. And I've got working relationships with a bunch of people in there. And uh, I've, I've actually contacted by Karen Ashley a few weeks ago, actually a few days ago, to, uh, to do some product for the movie. So I'm looking forward to that. So, so uh, cool. it's, it's from what I've heard, it's going to be kind of a divergent mix meets expendables type of thing with our favorite power ranger actors so it, it has nothing to do with power rangers and from what i'm hearing from uh steve this weekend it's it's going to be adult oriented so you might want to keep your kids away yeah i had um i had jason font on the show last week and uh oh yeah he, yeah we were talking about the order and he said the same thing you know he said this is you know it was kind of spawned from the idea with uh you know Artie shanker's dark power ranger uh uh, bootleg that he did um right. and they they kind of got the idea of you know hey there is a market here our our power ranger fans are not all kids anymore there's an adult market we need to make something for them you know that that because i mean we're there we're here we want to see that kind of stuff we the, when that uh dark film came out all the older power ranger fans most of them that i talked to loved it thought it was absolutely right. spectacular even some of the power ranger actors thought that it was oh, yeah. awesome so for that to spawn something like this. I mean, obviously they can't go dark with power Rangers because it's a, it's a kid friendly franchise and Saban would never have that, but this is the next best thing. There is nothing better that they could do to give to our fans besides this. So I'm 100% behind this. You're absolutely correct. It's, it's the, the, not the characters, but the actors we grew up loving and, and that's, what's gonna, that's what's gonna make this film. The thing that really stuck out to me, man, was watch when I was watching the trailers is is the fight choreography. Like even in the trailers, it's amazing. Well, you got Yoshi from uh, Dino Charge. He's he's their stunt coordinator in that, so you know you got the best in the business helping out with that stuff. It's going to be absolutely insane. Oh, I know, man. When they mentioned him coming on, I was so stoked. I'm like, oh, they brought Yoshi on. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but yeah, I can't wait for that. What what what's what's the latest thing that uh, you have coming out um, for for uh, Marvels by Moser or is it just strictly commission based? Everything is strictly commission based. No, not strictly. I, I do some things here and there by myself, uh, just as ideas. Like uh, at the most recent Lexington Comic Con, I had a prototype for the Kia Ruger Hundred Years After jackets. So I had a red jacket there on display, and uh, I'm going to start production on those. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm just going to make one-offs and do them by order or do a run of them. Because so I did a, a run of the basketball jerseys um, a while back, and I've had a lot of requests for those, so I'll probably do a second run. But I might have to do it run-based on the jackets as well. We'll see. But I'm looking to 
get started on those here in another month or two. Very but, cool. But uh, other than that, like, it's mostly commission-based. So if you want something, if you don't see it on the website, just ask for it. I'll do it. Very cool, man. Yeah, I, I was checking out your website, dude, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'll go broke. <laughs> Everything is so cool. Like, you really, you really, you know, put your own spin on these things and, and really made a, 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 you know, a very unique thing. Like, you know, yes, the, like every, you know, their basketball jerseys or or their Chuck Taylor shoes or this. Yeah, and people can get them, but they can't get the Power Ranger versions that you make, you know, you really, you really have that niche market down and man, I'm proud of you. I really am. I'm proud of you. That's, that's, that's great. I I try to keep it. I try to keep it simplistic, like just adding that extra logo or covering up the logo and not going like a full custom painted shoe and all that. Like some people are doing right. Right. Simplistic. So, so people that are walking down the street they might not notice but then when somebody notices it and they, they see what it is they're like oh where'd you get that so i, I try to keep it like that oh, less is more dude for sure exactly when it comes to this exactly. stuff less is more big time I'm, I'm a big believer in that awesome well dave thank you dude thank you so much for joining me and, and talking to me um i know we had a little bit of confusion trying to get you on the show back and forth over right. the last couple of weeks but we're both busy dudes so it's all good um, before I let you go though, please plug your website, all your social media so that my listeners can find you and buy your stuff. Absolutely. Check out www.marvelsbymosser.com. Also Facebook or Instagram, it's slash Marvels by Monster or at Mar- Marvels by Monster. Also, I don't do Twitter a whole lot, but I've got a Twitter handle. It's also at Marvels by Monster. So I make myself easy to find. Just plug that in, whatever social media you have, and you'll find me. Dave, thank you very much, man. Hope to have you back on sometime soon, and I'm sure I will see you at the at a con sometime very soon in the future. Are you going to be? Uh, no problem. Are you going to be at Power Morphicon? No, that's the unfortunate part with this new job I just took. I'm not going to be able to get that weekend off. So, okay. Unfortunately, okay. I won't be there. My next convention will be Ranger Stop in Orlando. Then I will see you there. I'm slotted for that one. All right, buddy. All right, man. We'll catch up and we'll have some drinks, man. Great talking to you. You too. All right. Take care. I am in the city that never sleeps, the beautiful, amazing Las Vegas. But I am joined via Skype by my favorite Canadian cohort, Mr. J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross. What's going on, buddy? Not too much. Hello, everyone. I, uh, I'm i on a super high, as we just discussed before our major Skype lag, um, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Brian Cranston has just been uh, announced that he's playing Zordon in the new Power Ranger movie. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was the first thing out of your mouth. <laughs> How cool is that, though, right? It's pretty insane. It's one of those things you see that you're like, okay, am I getting my chain yanked here? <laughs> like- well, you know, he, uh, he, he originally did voice work for the show when he first got to California. I did know that, actually, yes. <laughs> so it's kind of cool now that he came in as like one of the super low guys on the totem pole, and now he's basically playing God, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty rad. I, 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 dude, I, I can't wait to see how this movie turns out. Like, <laughs> it's so it's riding such a weird wave. You know what I it mean? It is. It's, yes, it, it is. It's going to be something unique. That's for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the with, with a casting like that, though, they're they're bringing their A game. You know, like people are saying what they want about the suits. They don't like them, whatever. I don't care. I it's it is what it is. This is going to be an awesome movie. I'm I'm at least I'm I'm putting in a hundred percent stock that it's going to be an awesome movie. Okay. I'm really hoping. Tell me, as a fan, 
how much of the original cheese are you kind of looking for? Because it's a real difficult balance that they're going to have to walk as far as keeping to the heart of how ridiculous Power Rangers really was. That that kind of made it what it was, yet having to make like a major motion picture. Like, you know, what, are, hoping, you, what are you looking for? I'm hoping that they're going to keep it serious, but at the same time still have that, you know, that little campiness that's in there. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping for that because that's what makes it Power Rangers. It is super lame and, at times and super campy, but that's what makes it awesome. Okay, did they ever make jokes in the show? Like, uh, was there any humor of any kind other than, like, just the ridiculousness of kind of the cheese? Was there any, like, like flat-out jokes? Uh, it was it was really like Bulk and Skull would do something and try to, like, show people up and ended oh, up, right, yeah. you know, falling over on themselves and everybody would laugh type deal. Like, this is what happens when you're a bully, you know, they, they kind of, like put that message out there they were like the comic relief of the show yeah yeah (laughs) so they were always running around doing crazy shit especially when like they were trying to figure out who the power rangers were running around you know and always running into problems and trouble so they were definitely the the comic relief but as far as actual like one-liner jokes i i I don't recall them from the actual rangers but i could be wrong like is there anything do you think this will be comparable to oh you know Not in mean? motion picture land. Is this a kid's movie? Is this a family movie? Is this a comedy? Is this a comedy, like, action comedy? Like, what is this movie? Is it a sci- just a science fiction movie? You know what I mean? It's There's yeah. so much wrapped into it. It's so hard to define actually what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm gearing... I, I will guarantee you that this will be 100% aimed at, at families and children, 100%, just because of the brand and how Saban is so protective of the brand. I mean, look what happened when that dark, uh, the Dark Power Ranger film came out by Artie Shanker. You know, it was just he, – he had it – Saban had it pulled off YouTube. He was like, oh, no, you are not doing this to my franchise. I don't think so. But out of that comes the order – which because like I mean these people saw that there's a market, there is a market for the older fans of Power Rangers. I mean the franchise is you know over 20 years old. We all grown up. We want to see you know this stuff happen now. And sure. I think the order is the answer to that, which I, I'm extremely excited for. Like, will there be blood in this movie? Oh, I highly doubt it. Right. Okay. If there is, it'll be like a little bit of scraping, you know, or, or like so, you know, something something minute. You're not going to see any heavy gore. That's gonna that'll take it to a whole nother rating. Do you think we'll see like? Do you think it'll be pure holographic Brian Cranston Zordon, or maybe you think we'll get to see like the actual human form of Zordon? I wonder if they'll go like back into the history of the Power Rangers and and the Zords or. Oh yeah, yeah. They could they could do something being like, you know, ten thousand years ago in the, the planet of Eltar, here's Zordon, blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'd I'd be in for that. I would be in for that. Right. Will there be any cameos at all, you think? Uh, dude, they're keeping it super secret, super yeah. secret. I mean, I mean, JDF called into Bob and Dave's show, uh, IT and the D, and I had I, I gave Bob a couple questions to like go off of to to interview the guy, and uh, I'm like, you have to ask him if he's gonna have a cameo. Ask him if he has a cameo. I know it's hush hush, but see if he'll say something. And he said exactly what I just said. He's like, everything's super hush hush. You know, no one's saying anything about what's happening. But I am, I'm guaranteeing there will at least be a couple cameos 
shows just from talking to a couple of the Rangers and their affiliates at, you know, different cons. They they will not give anything away, but they're just like, you're just going to you're going to want to watch the movie is basically what they're saying. Right, right, man. How the hell they managed to nail Brian Cranston and Zack Snyder was too stupid to let him go is far beyond me. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I, I am in Las Vegas. Uh, I am doing work Viva out here. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Viva. I Viva love this city. <laughs> Las Vegas. I need to check it out, man. I need to you go down. You do. There. You yeah. got to come out here. It's so fun. Like I'm out here working though. I'm doing. Uh, I, I'm doing displays. I did a lot of displays and a lot of work for uh, this expo that's happening out here right now called the Licensing Expo, and. <laughs> It's at uh, Mandalay Bay. It's actually happening right now. Today is the first day, and it goes on for two more days. And basically what it is is all the giant corporations out there like Hasbro, Lego, uh, you know, giant video game companies, you know, all, all these kind of people get together in this one giant expo, and people come up to them and pitch their ideas. Like, say, uh, say they're going to go up to, to Hasbro, and they're going to be like, you know, we want to make this that you do, but we want to put it on hats or we want to put this on this, or we want to make action figures with you guys. This is the place for those companies to get together. It's not a consumer show. It's strictly for the companies and, and business makings. Like right. It's like almost $200 to get in here just for the companies, you know? Right. Not to mention it's today. Like, <laughs> Who's going to come there that actually has a job? You know what I'm saying? It's These people work in this industry. So... It's pretty sweet though, man. Like I got to see some. Uh, there, we, what got me into it was uh, as soon as I got here, we're doing a lot of display work for like Sentai Filmworks and uh, oh the really? That yes, yes, and a That's lot of display be stuff. Thrilling for you. Oh, it is. I didn't even know what I was doing till I got here. Like, that's how hush-hush everything was. And once I got here and I saw everything that we were building, I'm like, oh, my God, I love all of this stuff. <laughs> uh, Jimmy built it. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome man <laughs> but uh you know i i did get to have some fun while i was out here it wasn't it wasn't all just well, work um yeah. sunday uh i had the whole day off sunday which was nice um i went out and just kind of enjoyed the city and and checked things out and i also found the amazing las vegas comic con that's crazy and it's called yes. something else though isn't it i noticed on uh, your badge it said something else uh, no, it's 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 the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Right, the is, is the actual right. yes, right. and I guess uh, th- this amazing company is, is like they do cons all over the West. They do it in Hawaii, like they have the amazing Hawaii Comic Con and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, it's 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 a medium sized con. At least this one was. It was it was medium. Sure, but it was uh, well put together, man. Like how we how we talked about. Um, Niagara, Niagara being a schmedium, but lacking the boom, lacking right. that that just constant interest. Yeah. This con had that constant interest, or con- blah, 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 blah. yes, constant yeah. interest, and like their panel room, like their panel room, dude. They had a a huge badass like stage set up, like a, a big old TV behind it, like uh you know moving panels in the front of the of the uh stage they had a fog machine and i mean like (laughs) they had a fog machine like compared to the rest of the con like when you saw the panel room i mean it was dude this was like c2e2 style that they were doing at this thing they they pulled no punches man they brought it all and it was like 
it was big time for uh, uh, the Kevin Eastman panel that was just about to happen for right Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They had all kinds of turtle stuff. It was a packed room. Um, but when I got there, I, I got there and I saw, you know, media check in. And I'm like, I wonder. So I walk up and uh, I say, hey, you know, I, I was wondering if I uh, would be able to get a, a press pass. And they're like, oh, sure, let me check the list. I said, actually, I'm not on the list at all. I just got here. I'm like, uh, but here's my podcast. And I, I gave him a card and, and talked to the main promoter. And he gave me a pass and let me get in. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just, it was it was luck of the draw. I mean, maybe it was because it was the last day. And, you know, I'm sure there was factors involved. Oh, uh, okay. Like, well, that, sure. that, yeah, that makes a little more sense last yeah. day. Like, you're obviously not just trying to get a free weekend con out of it if it's the last oh, day. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's last day. And, right, and I, was, I, know, I told him, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'll take lots of pictures. I'll post all kinds of stuff. And he's like, all right, cool. He's like, he's like, because if not, I'll hit you up in a couple days asking where all that stuff is. <laughs> so <laughs> he was, he was, he was a really cool guy. I, I can't recall his name. I have it on a card, but dude, that guy's awesome. Um, well, so I uh, walk it. Yes, I walk into the con and uh, it's all new comic creators, all new people that we don't get to see. And I was super excited about this because it was the same vibe that I did get when I went to Niagara, where all these comic creators are around that you I have no idea who they are. I have no idea what they're writing or anything. So it's all brand new stuff. And I came across the first guy that I came across uh, is a, uh, a writer named Kevin Bieber. And he has a book called Man vs. Rock. It was Indie Comic of the Year by Comic Bastards and was also labeled as Supremely Funny by Bleeding Cool. Dude, this comic is hilarious. It sounds vaguely familiar, actually. His name does. His name, Kevin Beaver. Basically, it's about how, you know, rocks are, are. taking over the earth but without me butchering how bad it is i'm gonna play the interview for you guys right now welcome to the wicked radio network this is probably one of the most imaginative ideas for a comic that honestly i've ever heard not to mention one of the best pitches that anyone has ever given me uh i'm here with kevin timberlake <laughs> Formerly known as Kevin Bieber. Formerly Kevin Bieber, uh, with his comic Man vs. Rock. Please tell me, tell me about Man vs. Rock and why everybody is going to love this like I do right now. Forget everything you thought you knew about rocks. Man vs. Rock is about this crazy geologist named Buck Stone, who thinks that rocks are going to kill us all. So basically, the Buck thinks that rocks are going to kill us all because from the beginning of time, we enslaved the rocks to build the pyramids. No wonder they hate us. He takes it a step further and thinks that we didn't crucify Jesus. We crucified a rock instead. Rocks are sinners. That rock hath laid with my wife. <laughs> when we landed on Plymouth Rock, did we kiss it like we learned in school? Hell no, we pissed all over that lazy bastard. And we even waterboarded the rocks at Gitmo to find Osama bin Laden. Because all those terrorists look the same to them. So this crazy guy, this crazy geologist named Buck Stone at the Robert E. Lee University of Northern Aggression in New York City thinks it's only a matter of time before the rocks strike back. And he goes on this hilarious quest to save humanity from the dumbest threat ever. So yeah, it was, uh, it was named Indie Book of the Year by uh, Bleeding Cool Comic Bastards and Barack Hussein Obama. And um, we have it on sale at our website, uh, www.healthcare.gov backslash rock or our other website, manversusrock.com. You can check us out on uh, that book of faces or Twitter at, at Taylor Swift um, <laughs> or at Man vs. Rock. 
So, I mean, you said this is the dumbest threat ever. Dumbest threat ever. Th it's probably one of the coolest ideas. So Thank you. I, I, I have to ask, like, where, where did that come from? Where did you just think, like, man versus rock? Oh, yes, let's do it this way. Well, you'd be amazed what good ideas you can come up with when you're in lots of PCP. <laughs> um, but man versus rock is really our homage to corny 80s action movies and our favorite oh, our favorite thing South Park especially where like those episodes of the townspeople totally react, overreact to the dumbest threats ever and this is sort of our homage to that um, that's that's pretty much it you know right on, who man. really knows where great ideas really come from you know? <laughs> true that's, true that's Who, true. Who's the artist that you worked with? Our artist is named Jared Lamp. He's a fantastic artist out of San Diego. As one, his uh, wife, who's the colorist, named Summer Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. um, and Man vs. Rock, we keep it all within the family. Right. Everybody, we're all brothers, sisters, and wives, and you know, incestuous rocks. It's all incestuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> it's our only chance against the rocks is to inbreed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 pretty much what we do. That's the game. Very that's cool, Man vs. Rock. How long has this been around? Because um, you got what, what four four issues? We have four issues. They're all double sized, so it's like more like eight. But we uh, we we have our fifth one coming out. It's been around in my heart forever. All right. But, but right. for the last couple of years, pretty much. Um, and yeah, no, it's a it's it's a fun book. It doesn't take itself seriously. It doesn't have any kind of agenda. It just make, it wants to make you laugh. That's all it cares about. Did you uh, did you publish this yourself, or did you get a hold of a publishing company? Like, how did that how did that all go down? Well, we're self published. We consider ourselves direct competitors with Marvel and DC. Right. So on. we're going to continue to push these out until we run Marvel and DC out of business. Damn straight. That's man. right. That's right, Stan Lee. We're coming <laughs> for you. Very cool, man. Uh, please go ahead and plug your social media and your website so everybody can find you and, and order more copies of Man vs. Rock. Sure, thanks. Well, Man vs. Rock can be found in the hearts of children everywhere, but can also <laughs> be found in our website, manversusrock.com. It can be found, uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, please like us on Facebook. My family will love me again. And um, Twitter at, at Man vs. Rock. Instagram at Man vs. Rock. Pretty much Man vs. Rock everything, okay? There you go. Man vs. Rock. Thanks a lot, dude. Cheers, man. Okay, so that was Man vs. Rock. Go to manversrock.com. Show Kevin Bieber some love. Let him know that you heard about his comic on the Ninja Starship. Jay, I'm going to send you a copy of this because right. it is literally that. It is side-splittingly funny. It is I, that good. I'm excited. I am excited to hear it or to see it or to read it. All of it. I'm excited to hear it. myself reading it out loud. Because <laughs> comics are best that way. <laughs> right. As soon as you open it up, dude, you're going to be like, okay. I right. see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool concept. Just that alone, that rocks are taking over the earth. So yes. that's that's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, can I, I? I need to ask, which I think I think this will be your first time giving uh, your opinion on this because oh. it's uh, this news. I believe just came out today. Uh, Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, he's uh, suspended. Suspended due to violation of the the wellness policy. Basically, that means he didn't take a drug test. Now, what do you think is the deal? I think, uh, you know, the brother's Samoan, so he probably smoked a little bit of weed after you losing the title. And it. They can't, they can't, wrestlers can't even have something. something. No, man, they got to be straight-laced. No Listen. way, come yes. on. Yes, no yes, yes. way, really? Vince Yes, Vince has put down a strict policy. No drugs, no none of that shit. You can't smoke the weed? No, man. These guys are tested like UFC fighters, man. Well, that's that's too bad. 
I know, for him, Those guys yeah. work so hard. Who is the guy? Was it just this one? I saw a clip of a guy. The ladder was, like, up on its side. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. The guy got, like, like back suplexed into it. Like, that could have been, like, one of the worst spine injuries you could have ever seen out of wrestling. I can't believe that they wouldn't let those guys, you know, have a little medicine after the match when they're doing shit like that. Like, come Yeah, on. dude. The, the, the ladder matches take a serious toll on these guys. That was, that you know, that was the coolest thing about this last pay-per-view that happened because it was, they've had Money in the Bank matches before, which is the name of the pay-per-view. Um, but this time, they did it in Las Vegas, and it was actually Chris Jericho's brainchild to make it a Money in the Bank ladder match where there's all kinds of ladders involved in this. These guys were just beating the living fuck out of each other with ladders. It was nice. amazing. <laughs> I'm glad he came back, man. Oh, I am too. I love He's that, you know, what's weird is he comes back for a little while, does his thing and then he takes off and goes and does, you know, his uh thing with his band Fozzie and he tours yeah, and all that. He's got the podcast too, eh? And the podcast yeah. and his podcast is awesome, dude. I yeah. love his podcast. I haven't heard his podcast, but I heard him on I think Marin. Yeah, I think it was Marin. I heard him on, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great chat. I remember that specifically, but I haven't heard his show yet. But he's, you know, there's a, there's always got to be a Canadian at the top in the in the in the Fed, shall I say? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got, you know what? What's awesome is uh, in WWE right now, a lot of the top top guys are Canadian. Always have been, man. Always yeah? have been. I don't think people really understand the influence uh, at a certain time that the Hart family really had on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, not just all those boys, but all the people that came just through the basement, through the dungeon, and, you know, up that way. It's pretty insane. And, you know, we always had Bret Hart, and, you know, there were always a lot of... A lot of big Canadian wrestlers that people didn't realize, you know, especially during that later these later years, Christian and Edge and Jericho and you know, it's, all coming uh, from the Great North, huh? Yeah, it's uh, but wrestling's huge here. It's huge here. It's the independent wrestling scene in. I believe you were at least familiar with Superkicked. Uh, I think we didn't we see or no some that was their Josh. Promo- Sorry, forgive me. I yeah, was talking yeah. To to Josh there, the Schrammer. And uh, we were talking about that because he was familiar with that outfit here. But but independent wrestling is huge. There's a big circuit around here, uh, especially bleeding down into Philly in the whole Pennsylvania area because it's huge down there too. So a lot of oh, the rest- yeah. it's such an easy up and down that a lot of the wrestlers are doing that. It's almost like one circuit through Philly to Toronto. Do you know what I mean? I I, I can see that because. Uh- you know, uh, a good friend of the show, Joe Coleman, he's always going up to Toronto. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, all the time. And he's like, it's great exposure. It's awesome up there. You know, he's, he's like, he goes, I have great shows up that way. He's like, so I constantly go up. He's like, I love Toronto. People love it, man. And whenever there's a big show here, like I've seen uh, it, uh, Exhibition Stadium is the Blue Jays old stadium before we had the Skydome Rogers Center. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it was the original one back, built back in 77. When the Jays started and stuff. But uh, I went and saw a Raw there years ago. Years ago. During the mm-hmm. during the heyday. During the Attitude Era. Like, oh, yeah, like, nice. Like an absolutely perfect right at the height time to see Raw. And they came to Toronto. And that was the last time. And I also saw uh, at Maple Leaf Gardens when I was a young kid. 
And I got to go and see just, you know, whatever. They didn't call it anything then. It was just, you know, WWF superstars or whatever the hell. And uh, I saw Tito Santana versus Iron Mike Sharp. Oh, wow. And Iron Mike Sharp was Canadian as well. You know, good good old school worker. You're right, you know? Right, right, And, right. Uh, yeah, I got to see that live, man. And I can't remember. I know there were other good matches, but the one that stuck out to me for some reason was Tito Santana versus Iron Mike Sharp. And I was like, right on. This is great. You know, I, uh, I never got to go to a, a wrestling event as a child, ever. And I always wanted to like I lo- I loved it you know watching it on TV as a kid and I never got a chance to go the first time I actually got to go was this year uh, with Josh and all those guys to uh, that to was Raw your first time really that was my first time but it was an really? epic one because that was the return of Shane McMahon oh right right yeah that's right that's a yeah that's a good one to score man for sure oh definitely and what's cool is like during like the promos and stuff that they that they show on tv they keep showing that so every time i'm like ah, i was there i was there for that one that was me <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but, uh, yeah and also sorry which uh i can never remember which wrestlemania it was but the one that was held at the sky dome when it was the warrior and hogan Oh shit! Uh, I think that's five. I think that's WrestleMania five. But for years, that held the record for the largest indoor attendance in like North America ever, or some shit. That was like, WrestleMania three at the Pontiac Silverdome. Ninety three thousand some odd people. I'm pretty sure this broke it or something. Because and then it got broke again. Like they keep breaking it all the time. I'm pretty. Yeah, sure. they just yeah they just broke it. Uh, shit. Where was it? I think it was. Uh, WrestleMania, the last WrestleMania See, they had, they it broke it. Sucks that you're not in your studio and you don't have, you know, the faculties and hands to be like, look that up. Oh, I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where that's where Jess yeah. and Will come in. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figure it out though, people. Check it out. But it was it was a very. My point is though that it was a very significant WrestleMania. It was early on. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's the one where Hulk put the Warrior over. And I'm pretty sure that was when Warrior first won the belt from Hogan was the was the Toronto Skydome WrestleMania. I want to say that's five. I'm going to look it up right now just because it's bothering me. Yeah, look it up. But that was very significant because it was so huge and it just showed the world too. Like Toronto's a world class city. You can have these events here that you know we 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 can handle it. You know. So that was a big step up. I'll never forget that happening because they came out to the ring in the mini ring. Like, remember, it was like a mini ring on track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was WrestleMania 6. Okay. Yeah, WrestleMania 5, Hogan and uh, Macho Man were the main event. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. And then it was Warrior and Hogan, I believe, here. But I yeah. think Andre fought here, too. Didn't Andre have something to do with the Toronto one? I don't know, man. This uh, this is why, like, this is where Will comes in, and Will's Will's the strong yeah, wrestling yeah, knowledge of the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm such a noob getting back into it now. I'm like trying to remember everything, and I'm like, I can't even pretend to be an expert. All right. Well, I, well, there you go. That's uh, that's that. Um, so yeah. Well, getting back to the con, uh, I also. Re- How do you feel about web comics, Jay? 
I love web web comics. They have their place. yes, right? Yeah. Well, it depends if it's good. <laughs> well, I got some ones that uh, you should check out. These guys, they're they're. I, I met these dudes at the con. They're super cool. Uh, the they have two web comics. One is called the Glove, where basically a guy uh, finds this glove and it attaches himself to him way before it's supposed to, and it like. It gives him all these kind of powers, and there's all this stuff that goes on into it. I don't, I'll let the interview actually tell you about it, but there's also another one called Criminal King, and you guys can check this out at www.criminalking.com. They have updates every single Wednesday, and they're a great group of dudes, so I'll let them tell you about their comic right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming to you live again from the floor of the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am sitting here with Paul Graham, Sam Dutter, and you guys are the creators of The Glove and Criminal King. Tell me, let's go one at a time. Tell me about The Glove. What's The Glove about? Oh, uh, The Glove is about a teenage boy who puts on this mysterious glove that he can't take off. It gives him strange, crazy powers and people are after it. So, so this thing latches onto him. Yeah, it's stuck. Oh, dude. You can't get it off. Yeah, <laughs> so he has to accept like all this crazy power and stuff that is kind of beyond his comprehension, too, in a lot of ways. So. Right, right. So yeah. does this, does this? sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but like yeah. the first thing I'm thinking, like, okay, if he's stuck with this forever, does it find another user when he dies, or what What happens? <laughs> uh, you learn about that in issue two. Oh, so. you got it. You got to buy the comic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... His, his parents know a little bit more of what's actually going on, ah, surprisingly. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, he wasn't, suppo- he wasn't supposed to put it on at all, so he just kind of did it before anyone else had a chance to get there. Right, right. Yeah, so, um, so he learns that one of his uh, father's and mother's friends was a previous glove user of his glove so ah, and he's like okay. oh, they're they're dead <laughs> yeah so that was a shocking scene very cool man very yeah. cool very cool uh uh-huh. how did where did like I, I ask all these guys this but where did you think of the inspiration for the glove because the first thing that comes yeah. to my head is an old story from when i was a kid of goosebumps with the mask where, like yeah. the memory when the mask latched onto the guy and he yeah. couldn't get that's the yeah. first thing i thought of when he told me yeah. about it. So, like i'm already into this i love yeah. this <laughs> um Honestly, I was just a kid, and my mom had this cool fox glove. You know, um, the biking gloves. Uh, it's they're oh, really. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So they discontinued the version, but I still have the original. Okay. Um, yeah, and I just pretended it was a glove with superpowers, Very and that's cool. how it started. And then just over time, it got more and more elaborate. So like you had your own badass version of the Infinity Gauntlet that was yours. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's so cool, man. Very cool. I'm yeah. into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, what about Criminal King? Where did where did where did that kind of come from? What's that? What's involved with that yeah. one? Um, so Criminal King was basically um, I wanted to mix several things I don't really have an idea for. So it's kind of almost the opposite of the glove in that way. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I've always wanted to do steampunk. I'm a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, so I want to do anthropomorphic. And right. I haven't really seen any anthropomorphic ones where the characters they're they're animal symbols in a way. So yeah. when I make a character. I, I have an idea why I'm making it because their animals is symbolic to who they are as a character and where okay. they're going and the things they're doing and stuff. Um, so that's where Criminal King really came from. Right on. Yeah. Um, are you guys indie published? Uh, do you? Yes. Yes. Oh, we do our, all our own publishing. Um, so mm-hmm. this has all been printed uh, through a, a company in Oxnard, which is okay. where we're from, California. Right. So um, uh, yeah. So it's it's all indie. 
Right on. And uh, it's all webcomic as well, so it's really super free. Uh, this is free online. This is free yeah. online, yeah. Oh, dude, so, you can't beat a better pitch than free. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> two, two for the price of none. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Tell, tell me, uh, give, out, give out your website, plug your social media so everybody can oh. find this and we can spread more word about The Glove and Criminal King. So it's thegloveconic.com, okay. um, and you can check out, out up to issue three, almost finished issue three at this point, yeah. and then uh, criminalkingcomic.com just came out this last Wednesday. So right on, this brand Criminal new. King is brand spanking new. That's awesome, yeah. guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We released the first five pages online, too, so... Okay. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. And uh, your what's your uh, social media? Uh, let's... Uh, <laughs> just set that up, so it's a little rough at oh, the moment. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. Might have yeah. to send that to you a little bit. All right, that's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. All right, guys. Thank you very much for your thank time. You. Hi, this is Ciara Hanna, the yellow Super Mega Force Ranger, and you are listening to Ninja Starship. All right, we are back. Again, that is thegloveconic.com and criminalkingcomic.com. Send these guys some love. Check them out on their social media. Let them know that you heard this on the Ninja Starship so they know that we're doing a good job promoting these guys. Um, I did have another interview for everybody uh for a creator called uh or for a comic called city of myth myth is spelled m-i-t-h and this is about a guy who was he's wakes up with amnesia basically in a world full of people that have superpowers except him so he kind of really gets the short end of the stick, and I'm so upset that I missed the interview, but such as podcasting goes, especially guerrilla-style podcasting, as you know, Jay, oh, yeah. shit, shit just gets lost sometimes. And it was just – it's weird because there's just this weird, like, high-pitched noise that was getting picked up from something, and I tried cleaning it up, but it didn't work. But never fear. I've already contacted these guys and scheduled to get them in sometime later this month. Uh, so they're going to be on the show to tell you all about the city of myth. I do suggest you check it out. Go to facebook.com forward slash city of myth. Myth is spelled M I T H. So remember to do that and, uh, tell, give these guys some love. Also this one, Jay, I'm really excited to share with you, dude. Okay. This, this is called Nightingale. The legend begins. This is from creator and writer Wayne Gardner and its publisher is big dog Inc. But this is like, uh, he gave me the whole graphic novel, dude, for $10. The nice. whole thing. And this is nice, dude. This is nice quality, dude, for real. Nice. And uh, the premise is it follows, like, a teenage forester princess who was born with, like, these mysterious healing powers. And she goes on this huge adventure with and, and you know, meets other compadres on the way. So it's, it's very fantastical. But at the same time, like I, I've gotten into like the first the first issue uh, in this trade, and I'm I'm going to be reading the rest of this tonight after we get off the pod. It's that good, man. And Sounds the art fun. is oh my god, the art is fantastic. And I'm a horrible podcaster because I can't tell you who did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he actually okay, colorist Katrina May Hayo, I believe H A O, and uh, the trade cover artist is. Nai Rufio and Francisco Heo. So she did a couple things out of I have no idea who these people are, but they're really Dude, good. Artists, all, <laughs> for some reason, comic book artists all have the most difficult uh, names to pronounce. Names to pronounce, yeah. It's crazy. I don't know why, but they just always have the weirdest, weirdest names, man. And I don't know. Maybe it's just because maybe it's a very ethnically historical group of people i don't know but they're just really weird ethnic names you know 
Oh, I agree. I agree. I've noticed a lot of uh, you know a lot of Latin and Spanish names uh, yeah. are are real heavy in the uh, independent comic scene as far as artists, and it's like we just butcher their names trying to like, <laughs> give these people shout outs. <laughs> oh, we do our best, man. Yeah. We so. do our best. Like you were saying before about web comics, so you know a lot of the comics that I've actually read, some of my favorites originated as web comics and then Oh really? Evolved, oh yeah, and then evolved into into other things, you know what I mean? So I've never really uh gotten into any web comics. I never I've never looked into them. I've heard it's really cool because like they move and they kind of go with, you know, there there's a little bit of animation involved with them, but yeah, I've never sometimes. sat down and and yeah, sometimes yeah. Yeah, sometimes, but it's more just, uh, it's more like getting, uh, usually, it's more like getting your daily newspaper comics section online. And, okay. you know, more individually, individually and like more panels is the way I see most people set them up. Like, they're literally, they're literally like, uh, internet comic strips more than web comics. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the ones I've read at least. But again, like you're just saying now, so many people can do it so many different ways and, you know, people are being so innovative about the tools that are available as far as platforms and ways to use different, you know, media outlets. It's it's really cool stuff going on right now, you know? I'm pretty curious about this. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm going to go online and I'm going to check these out. But, you know, I, I'm just I'm totally new to the webcomic things. Like when these guys started pitching it to me, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I've heard of webcomics, but I've never actually just watched one or, or read one at all. OK, uh, Dan Doherty, Beardo. Yeah. That started as a webcomic. I thought that started as a comic strip. Uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was on an online one. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I believe Nightmare World, Dirk Manning, I believe that was a webcomic first. No kidding. I guess that would make sense because you'd save a lot of money on, on publishing it and, and yeah, see see at least me. who yeah. would, uh, you know, if people would pick it up first and then you could publish it. Yeah, there's been a few things that have uh, – a comic that I love called Stranger by D.A. Bishop. Uh, it's a zombie comic out of mm. Toronto here, and that started as not a web – well, I, I don't – see, okay. <clears throat> to be honest, I should be careful what I'm saying because I guess webcomic can be a very loose term. Because <clears throat> a lot of these have just been comics that are available for free online. I don't know if you count that as a webcomic because it's viewable like a comic digitally. Like, mm-hmm. is, it di- is a digital. Like, I do think there's a clear difference between a webcomic and a digital comic. You know I wouldn't saying? know the difference. Yeah, I, I get what yeah. you're saying, but I, I, I still, man, I'm like, I'm so new. Like a digital comic you download from like Comixology or someone sends you a PDF. And oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's absolutely. laid out like a comic. Like, if you get a comic from Comixology, you can, sure, you can view it panel by panel or whatever, but yeah. it's laid out like a comic book. Where web comics, at least the ones I've seen, have often been more strippy. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know. But I'm pretty sure Nightmare World started online. No! Was it Nightmare World started online or Right or, Ro- right or Wrong, I believe, started as a column online that Dirt did? Okay. And then he collected into the book later on. Forgive me, people. That's all good. uh, I'm close close (laughs) enough to know that most of the facts are right there and just what I told you. But uh, I'm probably off on some of the specifics. But yes, many comics, many good comics started online as a webcomic. That is an absolute fact. <laughs> Do you think that they will uh, that that they might eventually t- 
take over kind of like how you know more uh digital media has taken over like nobody's really going out and even buying dvds anymore and it just seems like that just came out not too long ago but that's already you know quote unquote obsolete and you know more more media uh downloadable media is happening this i do not believe it's a problem because there was a lot of talk about it the past few years there's been a lot of debate and it's become rather obvious that it is not going to have the impact on the industry like originally thought that it might Mm-hmm. And uh, it's definitely a you know a big business, and it's a fantastic thing. Many people get their comics that way, but the comic buying community itself, the comic reading community itself, is so small. I think that they're all the types of people who still prefer to get their books, anyways. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, from what I've seen, trades have had a bigger impact on change in the industry than digital comics. I think uh, people are really getting into trades. I think trades are the big thing now. People don't want to collect single issues as much as they used to. And they will wait till that first arc of a series is done and then get those first five or six comics collected in a trade. And it's it's just a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a very good point because I've talked to a lot of people, you know, trying to tell them about certain uh, certain um, you know uh, run, comic runs, and they're like, oh, I'll just I'll wait for the trade or I, I pick up the trade. And yeah. I, I can agree because uh, getting uh, caught up on the Snyder Capullo run, you know, I went and bought all the trades just so I could catch up because a some of them issues are outrageously expensive and you can't find them, and b I, have I, I don't want to have all. you have every one of them. <laughs> Every I have the entire New Fifty Two run of Hulu oh, and nice. Spider. Absolutely, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, with number one issue, number one, and annual number one, both signed by Capullo. Oh, yeah, that's great, yes. dude. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm proud of it. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, of of uh, Batman, did you get a chance to check out Rebirth at all? I shamefully haven't read it yet. I just picked it up the other day. I'm so behind in my reading; it's crazy. But I hear it's good, and I hear I'm gonna like it. So I'm trying to catch up. I really, I, dude, I can't even tell you how behind in my reading I am. I think my family's going away this weekend, and I'm actually really excited about it. So I can just <laughs> read comics for two days. I've got shit from C2E2 I haven't read yet, and it's it, it's crazy. So I'm trying to catch up. Uh, you know, I've actually put things on hold for a bit as far as this changeover. I'm taking advantage of it. There are only two titles that I am going to be collecting after the change. and that's Really? Gonna, yeah, that's going to be Batman and Star Wars. No and kidding. I'm kind of going the trade route, man. Uh, I want to be able to buy more, indep- more independent comics. Mm-hmm. Yet, uh, I want to keep up on my other ones, so I think I'm going the trade route, man. I... Uh... I can see where you're where you're coming from with that because a you're gonna save up uh, you're gonna save money on long boxes you're not gonna have to buy so many oh, long yeah. boxes anymore oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh. and also I've got this anal OCD thing about organization so I'm constantly making lists and redoing lists and going over lists and editing lists it's horrible think about all the time you're gonna save now buying trades yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. like uh, like uh, like like saga is yeah is a book where I think most of the people I know that read that book buy the traits. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good example of where they're, where things are going. You know, like they, you can get saga in single issues. I don't know anybody that does. 
I bought the first uh, trade of Saga, and that that's one that I've been meaning to really get into. I've only read a little bit of oh, it. It's so, but so good. That's what I hear from everyone. Oh, They're like, Saga is the series. It's the best thing since oh man in a long time it's kind yeah. of star wars of the comic book universe it's changed things it's uh it's so unbelievably well done original creative unique beautiful and crazy all at the same time and uh i i'm i'm a trader two behind i think i'm on volume four and mm-hmm. i think volume six just came out but oh yeah everybody has to they're gonna. Att- it's one of those ones that it's gonna take a while to get made into anything, even though it seems like a time when it would happen quickly. Because it's one of those ones where I don't know if it can be done. I think it's gonna be like the next Lord of the Rings. People are gonna be like, "How are they gonna put that on screen?" It's that good, huh? It's not. It's that good, but it's that unique. It's that. Well, different. I seen the guys that had like TVs on their or as heads. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Aren't they royalty? They're royalty or something? Uh some of them are royalty. Yeah. Okay. As far as I, you know. That just shows how much I actually read into it. Like I, I did, I did read a little bit of it. I'm like, wow, this is fucking cool. And then you know, 14, 15 hour workdays come in and. You just don't get a chance to read it, and other stuff comes up. And it's I mean kinda, to get back into yeah. it, but I'm it's gonna have to kinda, do like a Netflix binge, except with Saga. It's kind of <laughs> Star Wars meets Romeo and Juliet, meets Hellboy, meets a whole bunch of other shit. <laughs> it's, it's it's good. It's good. Read it, people. It's a, you know, it's it's one of the best things done in a long long time it's like, i could just imagine like an audience participation like after you said every one of those things like everyone just going oh, ooh, ah, oh. <laughs> it is it's exciting man it's 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 hard to put down once you start it's it's one of those books you know it's 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 it, the best thing about it is how original it is it's it's unlike anything else right now and that's you know that's kind of part of what we're lacking you know so uh are you enjoying taking time off of uh going conning so much i kind of am because i've been in this weird place where i've been able to enjoy things a little more because earlier in the year we had the privilege of moderating the panels for the great philadelphia comic-con i got so much content out of that show that I've still, beyond the episode I released today on An Elegant Weapon, I still have one more show to go. And that show was what, two months ago? How long ago was Philly? Uh, Yeah, I think about two months. Uh, you know, a while ago. And I've been riding off it since. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, but it's all been things. good stuff, though. Oh, it's all it's stuff been that the people best. need to hear. I mean, you it, did what? You did Ray Park. Uh, yeah. You just did Denise Crosby. You just released the Denise Crosby, which was awesome, by the way. I love that. You. And Thank I love you. how she Thank just goes, "Hold on, I'm going to text this person real quick." Well, <laughs> after that dude asked that question, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and she actually yeah. like went through with it. I'm like, that's that's really cool. That's super fan interaction right there. She was incredible. She was amazing, and not just at the panel like the whole weekend like we hung out a lot with her and it was it was amazing she was the queen of karaoke it was she was just so real and so willing to connect on a real level like not just being polite like she wasn't just super nice 
like some of the other celebrities, they're on such a level that you know. But she's kind of been through it, and she can so, be so relaxed and just so be herself. And that led to such a good conversation and so much fun that weekend. She was so open and she was so honest, and she offered whatever and put it right on the table. And yeah, I was really, really proud of that talk, man. I, I hope people enjoy it, you know. And it was, uh, it was good times indeed. I got one more episode to go, and uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it will be next week's episode that my last bit of filliness comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be something else I'm trying to put together, maybe before then. Uh, but when it does come out, I have one more chat left with uh, Matthew Wood and. Tom Kane, and that would be Yoda and Grievous of Star Wars. Oh, nice! So, uh, yeah, that 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 well, that will end it all off for the for the Great Philly run. And then I got some very very exciting things coming up throughout the summer as far as uh, not conning. So I get to go kind of back to the root of things. Uh, summer is usually filled up with crazy con parties all the time, mm-hmm. and I get I get to have a, a nice little uh, couple week run of. Uh, Having some really, really cool sit-down chats with some individuals I've wanted to talk to for a long time. So I'm really looking forward to a few of those coming together. And we're going to ride that right into Fan Expo Canada. I was just about to ask. That's yeah. the next con, right? Is Fan Expo. People, fanexpo.com. <laughs> fanexpocanada.com. Please go. Please go on the guests list and check out the comics guests for... There have been 41 guests announced so far. This is just the comic pros. This is not all of Artist Alley. This is just the comic pro guests. 41, and I think that's like a third of who they're going to release. I or no, so I don't know. It's something crazy where they're going to have almost double or three times the amount of creators that were had at New York Comic Con, at uh, I think C2E2. Like they're they're going absolute balls out this year with the comic guests. I cannot believe the lineup. Capullo is returning, Greg Capullo, which is very nice. exciting. That's royalty. So, you know, you can uh, you can bring your books and finally get, get my number one signed. There you go. You can get that shit signed, and uh, you know we'll see if this is the magic year or not. This will be the fifth year of an elegant weapon applying for press at <laughs> Fan Expo Canada. I get to do press all across North America, some of the biggest cons out there. Still, my hometown con hasn't deemed podcasting worthy enough yet, but uh, we we will break down that wall, people. This could be the year. Not only have be. you come, not be. only have you come so so far in five years as far as podcasting, but podcasting itself has come so far in True. five years that yes. I mean they can't really they can't ignore it anymore. It, it's it yes. is a viable medium. Absolutely, and it is also there's been a slight changing of the guards uh, with the people who run Fan Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few, uh, a few whose whose names uh, I may be familiar with enough, and, uh, and they may be familiar with mine enough that uh, I may be a little more recognizable this year. But uh, when you're dealing with a monstrous beast like Fan Expo, it's uh, it's you know it's it's a different ride than most cons, you know. So it's kind of you got to kind of work it, but we'll see what happens, because either way, you know I'll be there. I've, I've already got other things lined up. Uh, you know, uh, I'm always there with somebody, kids. <laughs> That's where Guerrilla Podcasting came from, was the pits of Artist Sally at Fan Expo Canada. So it's always my biggest extravaganza of the year, and it always will be, you know? I'm pretty excited, because it's going to be my first time 
coming to Fan Expo. I'm pretty excited to see your face melt off. <laughs> when you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> like that's what you and Derek were saying. They're people, like, it's man. so big. Yeah, I yeah, the Derek it took Derek time. I could see his eyes trying to adjust like the first couple hours of the first day there. <laughs> wow. It's it's uh it's it yeah, yeah. That's it's, September, right? That is Labor Day weekend, September, yeah. Nice. It's like the I'm, first through the fourth or something like that. Man, I, I'm glad I'm taking the break though now that I'm thinking about it because I'm going to have two big cons almost in a row because in August uh, 12th through 14th, I'm going to Pasadena, California for the Power Morphicon. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be fun for you. Oh, yes. And that that only happens once every two years. So it's like it's especially this year, you know, being the year right before the movie comes out, it is going to be crazy and enormous i've been talking to you know my buddy aaron coney uh setting things up with him blake foster and then all the rangers over there to just have a blast man i cannot wait for that con that is Um, like that is the highlight of the year for me (laughs) you know what you going to that has cemented me definitely trying to make next year's star wars celebration you should go. I know I should go. Depending on because it jumps around, right? Yeah, it's closer to us this year or next year. I won't be there this year. Where is it next year? I mean, next year. Uh, shit. Josh was just telling me. Um, I don't even want to say because I know I'll be wrong, but I want to guess maybe Florida. It's been in Florida, I think. Is it? I don't know. Florida's good though. Florida's a good one. Florida's what I can get to. That's a two-hour flight. That's not. See, a this bad is why flight. I need Jess. This is why I need Jess. I'm so lost yeah, without my yeah, crew. Yeah. This is how bad of a podcaster <laughs> I am. I don't have any any information for anything. My crew yeah. runs everything. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I got to get a Star Wars celebration in. That's that's uh, that's one of the next big goals for for an elegant weapon podcast and. Uh, do they even offer press at something like that? I would, I, I would assume, man. I really would. I, I would assume they would have to. There has to be some kind know. of media yeah. coverage, you know. But we, we shall see, sir. We shall see. Yeah, you know, we yeah. can pull them network cards, man. You know, we're That's on what networks. We'll try to do. That's what we'll try to do. There's, we, we have many networks. We have many net. When are they going to start making networks of networks? You think? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, like, like the sister network of, uh, of, uh, you know, points of interest. Like have some have like a smaller subsidiary network. No, like a flat out like 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 what like a website that is like the podcast network. Oh, network. oh I see what you're all saying. Just links to other networks. Okay, okay. It's I thought like you were gonna be individual- like. No, like, like uh, yeah. High Peaks Network, a points of interest podcast network company or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, like literally, like a podcast networks network where you go and like, oh, you know how when you go go to like whatever podcast network and they've got all the shows there and rather than shows full on networks well, maybe we're on to something here i think i think you just birthed <laughs> an idea hmm i have to play with that one a little i'll have to get on squarespace <laughs> and make the website right away <laughs> you hear that squarespace we're coming because we're coming ah. uh one more thing before yeah yeah go right ahead go right ahead the justice league news today uh, no, I heard there was supposed to be Justice League news, but I, I I haven't been on the phone hardly at all to check any internet. Literally, I got back into my hotel, got a hold of you, and we started doing this. There was press set visits. Oh. 
and uh, lots of interviews done, and things are looking good. Things are, you know, there's a lot of a lot of explanations were made about a lot of things today. Too much for me to go into, so go online; it'll be all over there. But uh, I think it's what people are going to want to hear. And there was a lot of good explanation about the Batman versus Superman, and definitely that people should watch the Ultimate version that will be released soon on DVD to understand it better. And they say their intent was always to go lighter and happier and this and that. I'm sure it's going to be even more so that way with Jeff Johns in charge. But mm-hmm. things are looking up for what we're hearing. Uh, you know, rumors are that the Flash is going to steal the steal the movie. He's kind of the comic relief, you know. Yeah. Which is good to hear. And you know, people talked about a few scenes and a few things they saw on set. There's a new Batmobile. So I'm really, 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 really excited still. I love Batman vs. Superman. I'm thrilled to want to see the Ultimate version. Uh, you know. Yeah, so. I'm pretty stoked for the Ultimate version, too. I mean, I didn't hate Batman v Superman. I did, I did like a lot of it, but, dude, like, there was a couple parts, even during the first viewing and second viewing, that I saw, and I'm like, come, just, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, 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 the whole... Uh, Bruce Wayne right in the beginning being lifted up, you know, by bats. I'm like, this has to be a dream. This has to be a dream and or it something. Was. And it was. I'm like, it's I'm like, I'm like, it has to be. Please let it be. Okay, yeah. it is. All right, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the Martha thing, man. Like, I know everybody's got their, you know, and I've heard I've heard what you had to say about it, and I, I love what you had to say about it. But I still, dude, when I first heard it, I'm like, fucking lame. Are you serious? <laughs> the Martha thing. Yeah. Yes, that was <laughs> yeah. so lame. Uh, ah. yeah, from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I you... got it right away. The way I saw it, like the way you've heard me explain. Yeah, it. yeah, please, please. And I'm not, try- I'm not trying. I'm not trying to sound elite. I'm not trying to sound like I had some unique vision of you know, or was super connected. I just happened to be one of the people I think who got what he was going for. And when Batman heard Superman say Martha, I think he instantly envisioned his father lying there dying. Because that's what he connected that with. And that's why he got all messed up and was like, why did you say that? He wasn't saying that, saying, why did you say that? Is your mother have the same name as mine? Because we're both <laughs> human on a level. That's not what fucking Batman was thinking. Batman was all of a sudden envisioning his father. And the last time he saw his father was his father lying there dying, saying the word Martha. And that's what, and he was all of a sudden the guy with his, the boot on his neck, you know. Maybe that's why he's so messed up is because his dad didn't even care about him when he died to say Bruce. Right. He just said right. Martha. Yeah, well, he's it was, like, it was, they never yeah. loved me. I'm gonna <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. That's that's what I got out of it. But either way, they're I, I think they're gonna lighten things up, and you know, you know, and the movie well, was what it was. I, I enjoyed it, and I can see where a, the issues were too. Let's do a review of the new version when it comes out. Come back Absolutely. on the show and yeah. let's do a review of it and see if our opinion changes now that we see the quote-unquote ultimate version of Batman Definitely. v Superman. Because the one thing I think that I do agree with everybody was that Eisenberg was a mistake. Yeah. And I don't. I think they should have went with Cranston uh, or something. I don't, Cranston I don't would have been they... so much better. Eisenberg, he pulled me out of it so much. Yeah. There was only a couple times where I was like, okay. Apparently, okay. the ultimate version fixes a lot of his issues. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, most of it explains Lex. So, okay. I don't know. But we'll see what happens, what happens there. But people go out, check it out, and go online. 
in here because there was seriously tons and tons of Justice League stuff that came out today as far as what the reporters reported on. So there's a plethora of Justice League goodness. Even the logo uh, was released and it's really awesome. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's oh man, I can't wait to go look. (laughs) It's it's not at all what you would expect. I'm it's. let me see if I can pull it up here and send it to you quick. Uh, it, it doesn't even look like a movie logo. And it lends itself to the uh, idea of kind of what the 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 just or the suicide squad is going for. Okay. Uh oh wow. Yeah? Chicken white with this. That's totally not what I expected. Not at all, is it? Yeah. I figured it would have been like some like bright big gold you know crazy thing that's very simplistic or even movie looking it's super simplistic it's very very just looks like it would be on an old school comic book you know so i think that's yeah sorry i was just gonna say less is more big time well i think that's what johns is gonna go for jeff johns loves the kind of you know that retro feel and i think he's gonna push that a lot you know because i mean Mm -hmm. he wants to bring just the society to all the cw shows and I don't mind any of that at all. So, and you know, Ben Affleck's an executive producer on Justice League, just so that he can make sure that the Justice League molds with what he's going to want to do with Batman on the solo movies, right? Right. Right. So it's all working out. It's all coming together, people. Very cool. <laughs> well, Jay, dude, uh, thank you so much for joining me for this time. I, I appreciate you helping me get this episode out. Um, why don't you uh, go ahead, plug plug your show, plug your social media. I mean, all our friends know where to find you, but for the new listeners, tell them where they can find An Elegant Weapon. You can find An Elegant Weapon at www.anelegantweapon.ca because I'm way up here in Canada. Uh, just outside Toronto, Clarkson, L5J. But you can go find it there. It's also on iTunes. It's also on Stitcher. It's also on Google Play. It's also on Podcast Land. It's also in the Podcast Directory. Where the hell else is it? It's on PodcastDetroit.com. It's on the Points of Interest Podcast Network. It's on the Tangent Bound Network. And soon it's going to be coming to yet another network that I'm not going to announce yet till it's official. But my God, you can find an elegant weapon all over the goddamn internet. As we said earlier, sorry, I'm going super promo pluggy here, Jimmy. No, promo, uh, dude. Today <laughs> Go right we ahead. Released, uh, released the brand new episode today, and it's uh, Denise Crosby of Star Trek, Lieutenant Tasha Yar, and uh, The Walking Dead, and Ray Donovan, Pet Cemetery, all that good stuff. And it's our live chat from the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, where there were lots of other cool people we talked to, like you said, uh, Ray Park, Julian Glover, uh, and uh, you talked to some cool people, Kel Penn and shit. Kel Mitchell, yeah, sorry, Kel Mitchell. Kel, <laughs> Kel, <laughs> Kel Mitchell, sorry, yes, Kel Mitchell. Yeah, Kel Mitchell, Amy Jo Johnson. Those, uh, yeah. I can't wait for next year. Just yeah, if I, I can do another panel just like that, ah, uh, that was so much fun. So yeah, much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do it up again next year for sure. But yes, uh, thank you so much, Jimmy. It's always so much fun to go for a ride on the samurai uh, spacecraft with you. <laughs> Not a problem, man. Thanks for joining me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Until next week, that's a show. In a world where podcasts are here one day and gone the next, 
the people call on one man to bring them a show that would save the planet as we know it. This is Not That Guy. From Podcast Detroit and the Points of Interest Podcast Network comes a show that talks about Power Rangers, the macho man Randy Savage, movies and TV shows, comic books and more. Brought to you by the host with the most, Jimmy McKnight. The Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight is live 5 o'clock on Sundays on Podcast Detroit. Email the show ninjastarpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah.